right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is Craig Antonucci, and you are listening to or watching the Voice of the Customer podcast for BPA Quality, where we go out and we find real people who are talking about what makes them tick as customers, what makes a great customer experience, what makes a bad customer experience. And today, we have the, the triple box again. I have uh, my longtime friend and partner in crime who I work with at BPA Quality, Neil Eggers. Say hello, Neil. Hello, everyone. All right, and uh, Neil has brought to us a fantastic guest, uh, Tyson Geltz, uh, which you will also see and hear in the screen, and he's coming today. So Tyson, thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here, and happy Halloween, everyone that's <laughs> yeah. listening. That's right, it's coming this weekend. So Neil, tell me, how did you meet Tyson, or Tyson, how did you meet Neil, and where does that connection exist? Who wants to go first, you or me, Tyson? Uh, Neil, I, I will defer to you, um, and I, I will fill in the gaps or correct the things that I don't agree with in what you say. <laughs> well said, well said. Yes, yeah, so Tyson and I met. Tyson and I met at uh, at college many years ago. So I guess it's been uh, I don't know, at least 15, 20 years ago. I think we uh, we met at Rowan University in uh, New Jersey. Uh, so we. Uh, we're in the same fraternity there, uh, hung out and did a lot uh, around the university, around different uh, organizations and, and clubs. Um, and we, we had a lot of, uh, lot of things in common. So we worked well together and uh, I've been following Tyson's uh, fantastic career around the globe. And uh, I saw a post that he put on LinkedIn that uh, seemed to fit real nicely with what we're trying to do in this podcast. So I reached out to him and, and here we are. Could have right, said, said it any better. I, I learned a lot from Neil in, in those, uh, those critical years of, of being young in college. So uh, the wisdom that he shared both uh, educationally and, uh, and socially was, was invaluable. And he's been uh, someone I've admired from afar as well and um, you know, considered to be a, a lifelong friend. That is the most polite interaction I've heard between fraternity brothers in my life. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't talk to my fraternity brothers that way. That's, that's for sure. So Tyson, tell us a little bit, you know, so the journey began, you guys met at Rowan. Tell us a little bit about your journey since then. Maybe even take it back further. Tell us where you grew up, kind of what your foundation is and how you ended up where you are. Yeah, I grew up in New Jersey, uh, not too far from the quote unquote Jersey shore. And, uh, you know, kind of your standard childhood, played lots of sports, um, had fun going through college, uh, high school, and then into college in, in New Jersey as well. Met some great people like Neil. Uh, eventually kind of set out in my career uh, early on with no great intention in, in sales and eventually into sales leadership um, with a brief stopover in sales enablement. And eventually through some, some trials and tribulations, I found my way into a pretty well-known and innovative company called LinkedIn. And I spent about nine years at LinkedIn in eight different roles in both New York and in Sydney, Australia, spanning new business, uh, account management, and then various different layers of leadership. And then after a long stint at LinkedIn and um, we were living in Australia, coming back home uh, to the U.S., found a great opportunity with a, a high growth, high, um, highly exciting company called A Cloud Guru, where we provide uh, a platform to help both people and businesses learn cloud skills. And with cloud being one of the most innovative and important tech innovations of our time, we sit very firmly in a, in a nice industry, especially given the movement to 
working from home and kind of asynchronous types of learning. So um, enjoying my time here at A-Cloud Guru now with, um, with my portfolio, which is account management and new business. Okay. So you, you are in the world of having to deliver exceptional customer experiences as well. So you kind of understand it. Excellent. Absolutely. And having to do so with a global customer base from the, the college student that uses us individually to the large global enterprise that uses us for thousands of employees. Uh, awesome. Now, Neil, I remember a couple of years ago, we were talking about opening an office in, in Australia. Was this where you got the idea and why, why you were volunteering? Because your friend was there? Absolutely. I knew that uh, there might be uh, an opportunity for us to meet up in Australia. So that was, that was one, of the, one of the factors to volunteer for that position, yeah. And relive some trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So Tyson, so you're in, the, you're in the world. You know what it means to deliver a, a great customer experience and deal with your clients and clientele. But let's talk about you as a customer yourself. So everyday person just going out there and consuming products and services, what makes you tick? What makes a great customer experience? And conversely, what can ruin a customer experience for you? If I think about what customer experiences have made me happy, or maybe more importantly, have made me a repeat buyer or user of a, of a product or service or someone's individual use, um, a lot of it comes down to setting the right expectations and then delivering on those expectations. When I think about the person that um, we employed as a landscape architect, you know, he came highly referred, um, but even still, right, you're testing out someone that you've never worked with before. He set the right expectations with us. He did not overpromise. He spoon fed us information, the right amount of information we needed to make decisions over a period of time. And as we started to work with him, it was a series of on-time small wins. So he was demonstrating both subject matter expertise, but also really good customer care in taking us along that journey. You know, there wasn't surprises along the way. There wasn't misses and deliverables. The people he brought on to do certain work were well vetted. And we in turn then gave him more trust in making decisions over time on our behalf based on those series of small wins that were on time, predictable, and met our expectations. So I think setting that expectation up front manageably and then delivering those small wins over time really leads to trust. And then obviously trust leads to um, more use of a product or service or um, more referrals um, to spread that person's use. Yeah, my dad always used to say, be expected, be respected. So when you, uh, when you, you set that expectation and you manage it to the T, you get because you think about certain things like airlines, you can, you can get a, a really low cost airline or a really high end airline and there's different expectations about what you're getting for your money. So, so let's take that theory uh, another step further. So you gave me one little example about a landscaping company. Do you have any other good examples where your experience has been met or exceeded to where you've been really delighted with uh, a partner or company that you've worked with? Yeah, Neil, Neil referenced a, a moment of vulnerability that I shared on LinkedIn, and the, uh, the title of, of the post was, I fell through my ceiling. And that's a fact. I was uh, walking through the beams in my attic for, for a specific reason, I promise, and uh, <laughs> took one misstep and found myself waist deep in my laundry room. And after picking myself up, dusting myself up, and um, assessing my, what had happened to my body, um, the first thing I then thought of is I need to fix this hole. <laughs> I have a 
small child in the house, there's insulation and sheetrock everywhere. And without even a moment's thought, I thought of one person. I thought of the handyman that had done work for us in the past across various tasks. And Tim, who, who I found on a site called TaskRabbit after moving to Austin and not knowing, you know, where do I go for handyman services? Tim was someone that did exceptional work for us in various different projects. He, um, very personable, you know, he will stop and chat with you, both tell you what he's doing, but also show a genuine interest in your family and things that you have going on at your house. So we built a really strong personal connection. And what's really even more impressive is when I, when I shared the post, people were actually asking, oh, you actually have a handyman that you trust? Can I, can you share his information, right? So, so my story about falling through the ceiling is, is a story of, uh, of trust and the fact that I, I went straight to Tim, but also one where my trust is now creating more opportunities for him to build similar relationships with other people in my network that he would have never, never otherwise gotten to. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I think it's a rite of passage for a man to fall through the ceiling because it just proves that we, we run on this delicate balance of handiness and being an idiot at times. I did the same thing, but we had a, a situation where we were uh, having a foster kid stay over and it was in the room that the kid was sleeping and the kid was afraid of dogs and we had dogs. And I had gone up in the attic to fix the air conditioning because the, the little drain thing that the, the condensation goes out was clogged up. So I had to cool that. And when I walked back out, I fell right through the ceiling, which wasn't a big deal other than embarrassment. But unbeknownst to us, the kid ended up staying up all night, staring at the hole in the ceiling, thinking the dog was going to come through the ceiling and come get him. <laughs> so there is a, there's an emotional connection to that story, I think, for every particular listener. So, and, it, um, and if you see National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, the natural thought is Clark Griswold going through onto the bunk bed. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Which is every man, you know. At least you're in Austin, so you weren't cold. Yeah. So that exactly. site yeah. was TaskRabbit? That's where you found? That, that is, yeah. And, you know, as a new homeowner that didn't, didn't have roots in Austin where we had moved to, you know, it was a great tool to, to find, see reviews, um, and then eventually, you know, you, you, you find your go-to people for certain things. And, you know, I'm, I'm a loyal consumer and, uh, you know, Tim did a great job of building a relationship with me. And now he's my, the first person I go to when I realize I can't do that because I'm not skilled. Can we share out Tim's name other than Tim? Do you think he'd want the publicity? Uh, I'm not sure. I won't. I'll, I'll leave it at Tim. But if anyone wants to hit me up on LinkedIn, there's only one Tyson that works at a company called A Cloud Guru, and you can uh, you can hit me up. I'd be happy to give his details if you're in the Austin area. Sure. If you're listening to the podcast and you can't see the video here, Tyson's last name is spelled G O E L T Z. So you'll have that story there. He'll be happy to share that. All right, Tyson, let's go on the opposite side. So we've had a couple good experiences. Tell me a little bit about some time that you were uh, disappointed and why. I have a very challenging relationship with our car dealership, which I'm sure many listening to this will, um, will cringe or, or, or sit up in their seat and say, yes, so do I. And it, it's the complete opposite of what I was sharing before. It is setting incorrect expectations and being extremely inconsistent in the delivery of what they do. So to add some more color to that, I had a, a strange incident where my gas cap was actually stuck in the lock position. So being the, um, 
you know, strong individual that I am, I, I literally had to rip the thing off in order to fill the gas tank one morning. And it has taken me now six months and about five visits in order to get this very small piece of hardware fixed. And what I always struggled with was, why am I hearing different things from different people at the same place? So why is the service department telling me something else in the parts department? Why is the receptionist telling me something different to the three of them? And this is where myself as a consumer, I get extremely frustrated. I want one clear message. You can tell me it will take five months. That is perfectly fine. As long as you tell me upfront and you manage my expectations and you do not miss on your deliverables. Because the last thing I want to do is go to the dealership five different times to not get any progress, to not have my problem fixed. It is an easy way to, to miss the mark um, from my perspective. So that's my unfortunate relationship with our car dealership here in Austin. What, uh, what brand car? I love the Mazda. You know, I got to say, I, I do love our Mazda CX-9, but when I take it into the shop, my tone changes. Interesting. I, I, my first car was a Mazda Protégé, and I, I did love that car. So, yeah, good cars, but it's terrible that you had a bad experience. Not, not uncommon, though. I mean, when you've got 87 different departments trying to send a singular message, it often gets mixed up. So, awesome. So, Tyson and Neil, so it sounds like to me that the, the message that we're delivering here today is that consistent management of expectations and delivering at a minimum on the expectations that's established. And if they do better than that, then it's, it's icing on the cake. Does that pretty much sum up what makes you tick as a customer? Yeah, I, I would say so. And, you know, in my role um, as a sales leader here, I preach this to the people on my team. It is, you know, customers don't like surprises. Yeah. Um, you know, nice surprises are good, but you know, they don't want to be, they don't want to be taken back by something that, they thought was going to happen that is not, or something that was expected to be done that is now not going to happen. And, you know, the B2B relationship is the same as a consumer. I, I don't want surprises. We, we all work a lot. Our lives are fast. And for me, I look at time spent on something in relation to the task and a consistent message is going to help me get through from start to finish faster and with a better sense of experience and support. So be consistent in your message, um, set reasonable expectations and timelines. I think people will appreciate that versus the natural inclination to try to over, over deliver or over promise as a means to either win a relationship, win business, or, um, or just try to be the hero up front. I think that that consistent and realistic tone will help you in the long run. That's preach the good word, man. Those are, you know, for those of you listening, if you can just encapsulate that in your experience, you'll be successful more times than not, regardless of where your product stands in the marketplace. So that's, a, that's everything that we have to talk about today. So for those of you listening or watching, if you want more information about this, you can check out our website at www.bpaquality.com. You can listen to this podcast as well as many other podcasts where customers just like Tyson and Neil are talking about their experiences as well. And maybe you'll learn a little bit something about what really gets into the mind of a customer experience. So Neil, Tyson, thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. And you guys have a great day. Thank you. Pleasure. Good seeing you again, Tyson. Thanks for having me guys.